currently in Roanoke, we have 32 degrees. In uh, Lynchburg, we have 30 degrees. And Danville at the uh, the Danville Airport, because I'm trying to check the airport temperatures right, now, because right. I never know how far off the phones are going to be. Yeah, uh, Danville is 30 degrees right now. Okay, uh, being reported there. Today is uh, National Snuggle a Chicken Day. If yeah, you it is. Missed the opening of the show. Go back and listen to it later. We I have... would like to snuggle a chicken. Right. I we... just <laughs> I, I'm just too scared. To. We, we have a thing called our Morning Jam Eye Opener where we play all the sound bites and we do our Mind Jam trivia, thought of the day, and all that. It's a separate file. When you go to SoundCloud, type in The Morning Jam on VTRN. Also, you can find that on Spotify, Google, Apple, and now iHeart. Audacity, by the way, when I think of iHeart, you know, I think of this huge conglomerate of stations, and it is. It's the old Clear Channel, and before that was AM and FM. But I digress. There's another big one out there called Odyssey, I believe, or Audacity, maybe, Filing for bankruptcy, Janet, one oh. of those uh, one of those big players out there in the radio world, uh, filing for bankruptcy. It's it's tough time, and it said in the article, you know, about it's just hard because advertisers are drying up because their businesses are drying up, right? You know, so it's it's a tough time out there. Recently, talked to a, a guy that that works at a company here locally that uh, you know is is kind of like part of the HR arm of this company and you know talking about just how difficult it is right now Mm -hmm. not just to pull new people in to maintain the people that you have right you know and just getting them to show up to work forget being on time can you come in three days a week wow that's where they're at yeah the bar gets lower and lower doesn't it but hey i want you to look something up at some point you don't have to do it now but you know we have the story about Salter entering the portal. Supposedly, mm-hmm. he is out of the portal. That's the quarterback for Liberty. for Liberty, and he's going to stay at Liberty for one more year. Really? That was that. Now that was what we had heard. Yes, I have not read it myself. Of course, we had the article last week. It was all week. over the place saying that yeah. he had entered the portal. Yeah, he and he a few others. Gonna, yeah, entered the portal. Daniels, I think, was one of them. One of the receivers, I believe. So that's been redacted well i don't know if it's been redacted i i don't know how the portal works Mm -hmm. once you enter whether you can say you know i really don't beam me up scotty i don't want to stay here well because nobody was maybe beaming him up to another team right away maybe he gave it 48 hours and pulled back i don't know he's had some you know stuff going on in in i'd love for him to stay you know kevin and i had a long discussion uh, not on the air but friday and I was on my way home, gave him a call, and we, we just talked about it. And so we've concluded, you know, that, that it doesn't – I'm not calling him out per se, um, you know, Mr. Uh, Salter. I'm just saying that the portal has changed. And, and matter of fact, there was a segment on a Fox, and I actually got my wife interested in Fox News for a moment over the weekend because they talked about literally how the portal is ruining college sports. So – you know, and it's only two years old, as I understand it. But we're going to see what happens. Maybe he's going to stay. If he does, I hope he does. I mean, you know, all is uh, all is forgiven. If you've changed your mind, maybe the maybe the big world wasn't. Like, it's like you know, being popular here. Let's say because you're an artsy fartsy person, you know, what what are you looking at me for like that? I don't consider myself. I an think you are, and and that's person. that's not a put down. That's you're talented and you love the arts. I love the arts. I mean, I love the arts from the from the sitting in the you know the pew so to speak the seat you're on the 
stage and behind the scenes putting things together like second stage. But it's like somebody leaping from here to New York. Yeah. That's quite a leap. And I think for Salter to go to some of these number, you know, big tier teams, you know, Pac-10, whatever. But don't you think it's it's easy at that age to get your head turned? You've had a really good season. It is. And then you're the People are talking to you. Yeah. People are saying it in your ear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his chances, and at the I end think, of the day, they're still really young. Right. His chances to be a um, a well-known quarterback, more so, he may get there and he is second or third string to another, let's say, a Auburn or whatever. Right. To a bigger pond. He would yeah. be uh, the big fish here. But it depends on, you know, it's about his future. And not many get to go to the NFL. So anyway. That's right. That's right. 866-916-3776. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. Hey guys. Uh, yeah, I'm glad he's staying, but uh, you know that's good. But uh, and and I'm glad Janet's feeling better too. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> so, but um, do y'all? Uh, you were talking about the radios. I I feel like I've been on a calling in the radio for 30 years now, as of this year, 2024, and it, I just feel like. Radio, talk radio, and everything has changed where you used to have Rush Limbaugh. You used to have a ghost, man, like Rush Limbaugh and Neil Boris and Amos. And you just don't have those guys anymore. Most. Uh, and I just wanted to know, Mark, if you think that podcasts have overtaken radio because... Well, I think I think podcasts have impacted broadcasts much like, yeah. like online has it has impacted tv mm-hmm. and streaming has has impacted you know the challenge with that alan is is you've got to wade through so much crap there is some horrible podcasting yeah. out there uh so it, it, there but and there's some really good mm-hmm. out there and, and I, then and there's I think, people that just take their radio shows and call it a podcast that's what we do it's what glenn beck does right it's what a lot of people do but well, like yeah. like people like joe rogan and, yeah. and they, he's they, a straight they, out really, right yeah. and they've really changed changed things and so yeah i think that has uh, made a difference because their their future isn't determined by a clear channel or uh or, or some of these you know giant yeah, people and, and, i mean that's what that's yeah, what rush did yeah yeah appointment listening rush did his own thing much like tv i don't have to uh, i don't know we lost him there just hung up um but appointment tv or appointment radio is really a thing of the past now because right. people we are can used get to it listening on demand i mean i i listen to beck and i listen to megan kelly i never listen to him live i right. always listen to their neil bortz had it before everybody did it was called the Reboards. They would re-air his show on WSV in in uh, Atlanta, and they called it Reboards. They just played the same show at night, so I, I would catch it on AM. This is before all the podcasting stuff happened back in the back in the nineties. But you know, it's it's convenient to go out and get stuff. That's what I loved about headline news. But uh, but it again, repeated the, every half hour. I could catch it. The problem is right now with with podcasts i mean anybody can call themselves a oh, podcaster i know, I know. anybody well, can. for 100 bucks you can buy the equipment and be a podcaster right for the end of the day and and but then, your content is where content is king well content and and talent yeah i mean there's yeah, yeah. some people out there doing podcasts that you're like how did this happen that is somebody <laughs> turn that mic off or take the <laughs> and, and yet they keep on they keep you know, on they keep going on, keep yeah, on. yeah uh 
but it, it, I think it is. It's, it's been good, but I also think it's it's really cheapened. You yeah. know, the industry as well, just like bad TV or bad movies right. or you know, yeah. You know, there's a lot of that. So uh, we were talking before we went into break about the uh, documentary "You Are What You Eat: The Twin Experiment." Yeah, and and I was interested in it because you had uh, biologically identical twins. Mm-hmm. One was put on a vegan diet. One was put on an omnivore diet. Both healthy diets. Uh, consider it's not like they put them and said, "Oh, you just eat all the meat you right. want." So I mean, they were both healthy. Omnivore diets. is a new term for me. So that omnivore that, is is it's just a mixture of meat and vegetables. Meat, yeah, and a good balanced diet, as right. we would think. Right. Enough starches and all that stuff. Exactly. And um and the and the results were were interesting. Uh, the there were twenty two pairs of identical twins, mm-hmm. and for eight weeks. One twin ate from a vegan diet. The other one ate from an omnivore diet. And both diets were healthy with mm-hmm. lots of vegetables, fruits, and whole grains, mm-hmm. limited added sugars, refined grains, and highly processed foods. And each pair was randomly assigned one of the two diets. Now, the one set of twins were called the cheese twins because they love cheese so much. That poor really? guy was suffering. Oh, wow. Because you can't have cheese on a vegan diet. Oh, okay. That's right. Dairy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the dairy, they, they couldn't have. Uh, the results showed that the vegan diet had better cardiometabolic health outcomes compared to the omnivore diet, like a 20% drop in insulin levels, 12% drop in LDL, 3% drop in overall body weight. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the so, so you, you definitely had... You know, you saw some advantages with the vegan diet, especially with the bad fat around your organs and things like that. Yeah, right. But right. as far as, you know, a lot of those vegans also lost a lot of muscle. They they uh, lost more muscle than they mm. did fat, whereas the omnivore were gaining muscle and losing fat. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everything that they... So it was... I found that part really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what annoyed me was the fact that you had the intermingled propaganda mm-hmm. of you know meat farmers are bad and and you know chickens are bad and and all of this is bad for you and then mm-hmm. promoting these just really weird sources of of plant food um one of the things they talked about was the, the juicy marbles we were talking about before right. we went in right which is basically fake meat yeah um now, it's not like the redefined meat, which is a completely different thing. Uh, the re- If you're not familiar with this, a factory in Holland 3D prints 500 tons. Fi- let me say that again. 500 tons of fake mm. steaks a month. See, I... I what are they using? Okay, I know what you put in a printer. You put black ink in it. To print. What do you put in a 3D printer to make a steak? All right. So you've got 110 German restaurants already buying meat from this redefined meat company. Okay. To begin the process, they biopsy a batch sample of animal stem cells. Oh, Lord. Depending on the type of meat, beef, pork, poultry, or even fish that you want. These cells then undergo an in vitro proliferation process bathing in a nourishing nutrient-dense serum within a (laughs) climate-controlled bioreactor. 
Oh, my God. A bioreactor. Over the course of several weeks. You need to talk weeks, to somebody from Areva and see if they're making these right. special dishes over Do at these uh, Mount Athos. glow in the dark? We don't know. Right. These cells multiply, interact, and differentiate Thank you. <laughs> yes. into the fat and muscle cells that make up bio-ink. Then a robotic arm uses a oh. nozzle to dispense this paste-like <laughs> cultured meat filament in fine layers wait, wait. on top of each other. Now, I, I, what was that line again? The, the filament line. The paste-like cultured meat filament. Mm. Yummy. That sounds delicious. It does. <laughs> <laughs> no. We were talking about kitchen no. fires. You know, what are you going to put this stuff out with? No. No, just don't. We don't know what this stuff is going to do to our bodies. No, we don't. Years from now. Right. And and the funny thing is you've got the juicy marble people going, "Oh, we're not we're not using, you know, chemical 3D printed like they're superior." The juicy marble people. Yeah. They're making the, the world's first plant-based ribs with edible bones. Oh, come no. on. No, no, no. This just, is all wrong. It's so wrong, and it's wrong about, on every about, level. How about this? Of how, wrong. How about we just we just don't we just don't feed hormones to the to the animals? That would be a good start. Yeah, let's do that. You know, let's, let's start there instead of using God knows what. Right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a call on this in just a minute. Craziness. In the moment, uh, we got to go because it's seven twenty already. We got to head into but break. But it is an interesting documentary. Yeah. You just have to fast forward through the propaganda. That's what I did. Ah, seven twenty. For some truth with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. Janet and Mark, toll-free, 866-916-3776. Call the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam. 724, good morning. You're on the Morning Jam. Good morning, Mark. How are you? <laughs> doing good. How you doing, <laughs> Talking brother? 3D printed steaks, buddy. <laughs> hey, Mark. Yeah. Uh, you got me now. I'm coming through a hole. Oh yeah, we got we got you. Go ahead. Yeah, we're yeah here. Janet was mentioning the 3D the steaks. The 3D Can printed some, steaks. Get some yeah. of those. You got some of your butchers working on those. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not going to live that long. Okay. <laughs> that I that I that I ever sell anything like that. And I'm not for sure people are going to. I'm not for sure people will live that long after they eat that. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm, I'm not for sure, and it's got to be killing brain cells for people to be dreaming up this stuff. Yeah. You know, come on. It's crazy but, stuff uh, now. Well, it's bad enough that so many of your meats are processed to death anyway. Right. That you are already buying, and now all of a sudden we're going to something like this. I mean, you know. But I, what drives me crazy, 
Todd, is they will they will sit there and stare you in the eye and talk about how bad overly processed foods are for you, and then they offer this up as the solution. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. You know, we still do it the old-fashioned way. You know, I've got six meat cutters and all that. And I mean, you can tell the difference. And you know, Janet and Mark, both of you, all shop yeah. with me. You know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. What, what what we're producing at our store and compared to what others and you know when you look at a pack of ground beef and we date it for like three days from the day we grind it and you go to my competitors and they've got like seven days 14 days lifetime on their packages you, that tells you something in itself that you know what's happening in the plants that's uh you know this right. last year we We've had an awful time with people buying product from other people and calling us, wanting us to cut it for them and slice it for them. And we can't do that. Yeah. You know, it's no. not produced at our, you know, we're not, we don't handle it. We don't know how the customer handled it. Right. And, sure. you know, don't know where it and, came and from. Got, don't know how it's going to contaminate what you, yeah. It, yeah. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is you have businesses in town who are buying, say, country hams, which is a big one, and giving it to their to their employees. And there's nowhere for them to cut them. And all the slaughterhouses are backed up three and four months. Sure. And you can't even get your country ham sliced. And, you know, they're calling. I get at least four or five calls, usually around Christmas a day, of people wanting us to cut their country hams for them. Mm. And uh, there's just, you know, no one has saws. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to mention names, but, you know, there's only one other person in Lynchburg that's really got a saw to cut that's one of my competitors. Right. You know, everything wow. else, you know, and like I said, we're in a, you know, people thinking that this is the way to go. I mean, come on. People, I know. You know. It's, it's, it's crazy. I and appreciate when, the when I watch time. these uh, documentaries, yeah. it just, it blows my mind yeah. uh, about where, where they're going with well, this we're gonna, stuff. We got the, uh, you know, the grocery store side of that, uh, of that equation. Let's switch over now to the, the, the doctor side we've got dr harb here on yeah, to the see line. what he thinks yeah. about this good yeah. morning dr harb hey mark hey janet hey um it, it's a it is a fact that plant that primarily plant-based diets reduce cardiovascular mortality and reduce all-cause mortality sure compared to diets that are not more plant-based right uh and the other thing is um if a diet that's too high in red meat you know more than two or three times a week increases your chances of colon cancer right but i think i think that i think the saying that all things in moderation comes to play here because you know i think you can have a diet with chicken and turkey and you know beef red meat venison mm-hmm. uh and lots of fish more, more like a more like a mediterranean type diet right i think right. i think that i think that's i think that's really your healthiest diet so i think it's perfectly okay to eat meat in moderation and you know have plenty of fish in that diet and uh Lots of fruits and vegetables. They say five. You should have five servings of fruits and vegetables per day. Total of five of all all the fruits and vegetables per day. Mm-hmm. And then you know. And but then that but that's just it. People are not. And if they were getting right. that in, they wouldn't be eating as much meat and processed foods because True. they would be full. Yeah, that's that's it. You get in the fiber and it fills you up. See, exactly. here's my here's that's my right. problem, Doc. Is that I yeah. I want. I want bread because bread fills me up, but an apple will do oh, the yeah, same thing, yeah. you know. Right, uh, right. If, if yeah, I I'm, eat I'm, a I'm, carrot, you know, it helps do the same thing. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big bread lover like you. I love bread, you know, especially that nice brown bread you get from Kroger's, you know, and they're, yeah. and they're especially, yeah, boy, it's fantastic. But yeah, you want to eat, you know, you want to eat uh, the fruit to fill you up, the apples, carrots, and uh, other vegetables, berries. Berries are fabulous because they're, you know, blueberries, blackberries, yeah. strawberries. Uh, they are super high in antioxidants, yeah. and and uh, they're they're just you should always eat berries, some berries every day to help fill you up as well. So eat eat a variety of things, but don't worry, you can eat your whole grain. Your whole grain bread is better, of course. Sure. So you, cer- you certainly can eat your whole grain bread, your whole you know your brown rice, your pasta every you know your pasta during the week. And uh, some meat, and uh, you're fine. The you're other really thing that I found that fascinating by, about this, Dr. Harb, was the percentage of people in the world that are yeah. lactose intolerant. Mm. You know, we are right, we right. are very dairy yeah. heavy in this country, yeah. and and right, there are a right. lot of people, a lot of cultures that are lactose intolerant. Um, right. And and, and some good. parts of the world are. Like in Armenia, there are 98% of the people there are lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah. In places like uh, Africa and uh, Malaysia and places like that, Papua New Guinea, mm-hmm. like almost 100% of the people there That's crazy. Are, are not Man. geared to be able to handle yeah. dairy. Yeah. So it's interesting stuff. Thanks for the call, Dr. Harb, you and uh, Todd. It's 731. Thane Rosenbaum next. And currently we have 30 degrees at the uh, Roanoke Regional Airport, 28 in Danville, and 30 in Lynchburg. So happy to have my co-host back after being sick for a few days. Yeah, I had that respiratory crud. Yeah, I know. Not fun. Not fun at all. Hopefully you guys are staying nice and healthy. And I will tell you, the best thing you can do for yourself and your fellow man Mm -hmm. is to keep that stuff to yourself. (laughs) Yes, thank uh, you. You know, I used to be the kind of person that was like, "Oh, you do, you do, I'm always there." And I'm there. That's how stuff gets yeah, spread no everywhere, doubt especially it. if it's something sure. pretty serious or that could be potentially serious. So, hey, we love it when we have this guy on the uh, radio with us, Thane Rosenbaum from CBS. Good morning, Happy New Year to you, Thane. Happy New Year to both. So, uh, you know, <laughs> 2023 was an interesting year. And 2024 is off to an interesting start. <laughs> I, I've told people, and my wife and I have concluded, Thane, is that uh, in 2024, we want to love more. Because I think it's going to be love for each other and caring for each other that may actually get us through, I think, maybe one of the most tumultuous political years that I've seen in my lifetime, certainly. The what problem you, is it's really hard. Some people make it really hard to love them. I know. <laughs> So we've got some cray-cray stuff going on. We could have one president, uh, the current one, decide, well, you know what? I'm not going to run during the convention. You know, you've heard all the rumors. And then the other one, Donald Trump, former president, could be behind bars when the voting takes place. So we've never seen anything like this. And help us sort it out. Well, remember, you know, during the Trump presidency, so many things became unprecedented, like two, two impeachment trials. Um, so, you know, we really are, have continued to remain in uncharted water. Um, uh, you know, the case that, that is now going to the Supreme Court out of Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, which invokes the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment and disqualifies Donald Trump, which was a decision by the Colorado Supreme Court 
without a trial that ever really concluded that Donald Trump uh, participated in insurrection, and even more so, whether that even was an insurrection. Mm. You know, those are legal findings that have never been made. Right. Right? We take it for granted it was an insurrection because people tell us it was. But there's no court that's ever said that what we saw on January 6th was an insurrection. And, uh, and uh, no one of the people who went to jail, of the thousand people that are still in jail, either cut plea deals or uh, convicted at trial, none of them are in jail for something called the insurrection. The case brought by Jack Smith in Washington, D.C. against Donald Trump, which they're hoping to get, you know, uh, commence in March, doesn't even allege insurrection. Yeah. Uh, so it is, everything is just so fascinating. Supreme Court is going to be, uh, you know, essentially looking into whether the 14th Amendment, uh, which is a post-Civil War amendment mm-hmm. that was written largely to keep Confederate generals out of Congress and the Senate, does it apply in the year 2024 uh, to a president of the United States? So, look, there's just everything here is new. We've never been mm-hmm. there before. That, that, that provision of the 14th Amendment has never been used, certainly against the president, and has been rarely used against anybody. On the phone with us right now, CBS legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Thane, I just when I, when I think about this, you know, you've heard the term nothing burger. There's no there there. Didn't the FBI conclude maybe a year or so ago that this was not an insurrection? It didn't reach that threshold? I mean, they did certify the election later on that night. Was there turmoil? Certainly. Did people act foolishly? Yes, they did. And 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 then there was one Babbitt. Was uh, it handled properly? No, it was no, not. No, and, and did, you know, are we ever going to know if Donald Trump did ask Nancy Pelosi for extra help with the Capitol Police. I mean, these are all these things and that silly theater that took place from the former ABC producer who put together the the two, you know, Republicans, Liz Cheney, and I can't even remember the other guy. Neither one of them are in office now. That whole, you know, supposed trial or TV special or whatever it was called. There's just so many unknowns and, and I don't know. It's just a lot of confusion. And I follow this stuff and I'm still confused. So the thing you're just talking about, the select committee on January 6th, that's what the Colorado Supreme Court was using. Oh, okay. But but that's not a trial. Right. So that was just a congressional hearing. That is not a legal finding at all. Right. Uh, and, you know, yes, it was packaged in a way to, you know, scare the country that we were in the midst of an insurrection, and the video was very shocking. But remember... The people in jail, none of them are in jail for something called an insurrection. Right. right? right. They're, they're in jail for disorderly contact, content, conduct. They're in jail for assaulting police officers. They're in jail for trespassing on federal property. Mm-hmm. They're in jail in something which, by the way, the Supreme Court is also going to decide very soon, something called the obstruction of a, a federal meeting. Uh, that too is before the Supreme Court. Some of those convictions could be all invalidated because the law that put many of those people in jail and is also being brought against Donald Trump, the obstruction of a federal meeting in progress, has never been used for anything other than financial crime, mm. where corporations 
uh, were either destroying evidence or intimidating witnesses. It was never used for uh, to, to claim that there was a insurrection against the federal government. So it could be that the Supreme Court invalidates all of those convictions. So, and and then and then what's going to happen? Because people are just going to try to come back. I mean, people's lives have been absolutely destroyed right. by by the fact that they just will not let this thing go. And even our own president, who of oh, course he just ran, had a speech on uh, at Gettysburg last week, saying that he is going to bring the country together. I mean, I don't know who's writing his tweets, right. but I mean, he is constantly tweeting things like you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-american and democracy is at stake and just divisive 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 at, at, at every turn uh, why aren't they letting this go well maybe that's exactly what we're going to get out of the supreme court mm-hmm. right because remember the colorado case uses the word insurrection mm-hmm. both that a there was one and b donald trump participated and orchestrated it. Hmm. Uh, the Supreme Court can turn around and say, where the hell did you get all this stuff? Right. right. Where did you come up with this? Which mm-hmm. is what America is doing. Most of America, right. other than those who are buying into the propaganda, that's that's the way most Americans... I mean, look, we're we're close to the action where we, where we, where live. we live. Yeah. We, we are very yeah. close to the action. I mean, okay. we, talk, we talked to some folks that were going up for the rally right. the day before. Right. And now, they didn't, go, they didn't go to the Capitol. Right, right. They were on a bus, and they came right. back. And believe it or not, that those manifests locally, Thane, were exposed. Right. People lost jobs. Yes. Because they rode a bus up there and back. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because they were present. How that manifest became available to and, everyone and that is messed up that should not happen in a country like the united states of america right. it shouldn't so your friend thane who's cbs news legal analyst and a longtime law professor has received lots of hate mail because i have his from january 6 on mm-hmm. tried to remind people that everyone the thirty thousand people that were at the ellipse that were on those buses that you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah. and did not walk around Congress. Right. Were participating in representative democracy. Yep. And and in fact on one television show I, I used the word the word romantic. I used the word the fact that people came to peacefully mm-hmm. uh, protest and to demonstrate and to seek answers to questions that they had about the election results. Those people were doing exactly what the First Amendment allows them to do. Right. Right. And now you're telling me that you know people that ended up getting fired for doing exactly what John Madison and Alexander Hamilton meant by peaceful, by uh, the right to assembly and speak. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the First Amendment provides. But if you apparently, uh, if you questioned the election at all, at all, at any term, you were a racist, and you should be in jail. Right. And I, I have been watching this appalled yeah. that people who demonstrated came for answers. They may have been misguided. They mm-hmm. may have been misinformed. But there were some you know, clear questions about the election. There were statistical anomalies. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there were... Questionable uh, videos. <laughs> questionable videos. Right. You had... Tens of millions of ballots 
uh, counted, you know, in a way more than half the country voted by mail. We had never had an election like that. Right. Right. Nothing like that had ever happened. There were a lot of, again, a lot of questions. I'm not, I was never convinced that the election was stolen, but I was convinced that there were problems with the election. Yeah, Uh, yeah. sure. I I was convinced that if you, if you felt that I got in my car and I drove with my driver's license and I voted, Mm -hmm. and then now we're learning that most of the people in inner cities that had very large African-American votes, Detroit, Philadelphia, uh, Atlanta, um, uh, and I'm trying to remember one is the other one. Uh, those states, uh, there were, 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 you know, people are saying that votes were counted that did not fulfill the requirements for the absentee ballot. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happened. Yeah, right. And Absolutely. So people, every American people had a right. Every should. people have a right to be there. It right. So, cuts both ways. And, yeah. and again. The people in jail are not in jail for insurrection. Mm-hmm. That, that's what's so fascinating, what even Donald, Joe Biden, we are very loose with talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can tell you on another level, like, you know, the word, the word genocide on Israel is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is not what's happening. Is, there are things happening. Right. It's not genocide. Sure. It's not apartheid. But what, what, I look at it as very similar. Mm-hmm. We're shouting at each other with words that are completely distorted. Mm-hmm. They're not the words. Uh, and it's very irresponsible. I think it's very irresponsible for President Biden to continue to invoke the words inter- insurrection. Mm-hmm. Right. When, in fact, this is what I think the Supreme Court is going to be doing with respect to Colorado. You said we are very close to the action. You know who wasn't close to the action? People that live in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, true. They have no idea what happened on that day. Right. So the fact that the courts in Colorado did not conduct a trial, they simply read Liz Cheney's reports and concluded as a matter of law that an insurrection took place and that Donald Trump orchestrated it is shocking to me. Yeah. Right. That that that's what it came to, and I I, I assume that not only, I could be wrong, I'm often wrong, that not only will the conservative justices uh, of the Supreme Court uh, overturn that, but some of the liberals will vote to overturn it also. Interesting. They, too, will recognize that this is just, that that this is clearly an overreach of power Mm -hmm. by the Colorado Supreme Court, and very anti-democratic, because remember, you're talking about uh, a, a divided court in Colorado, is telling their own citizens, you can't vote for this man. You could vote for the quarterback of the Denver Broncos right. if you want. Well, you I don't know. He's not there. doing too good currently. I but exactly. uh, this is this is what cracks me up, though. I mean, people. Trump is pretty easy to spell. Yeah, you can write that in pretty easily. Well, it, it won't be counted. But the, oh, it won't. So it, it, so that was my question. Okay. If even no. if it's written in it. They they won't literally That's they're how, they're they're going to yeah. say you can't you cannot vote for this man. Yeah. Wow, well, you can vote for Mickey Mouse, but right. you can't actually write in Donald Trump's name again. Really anti-democratic. Yeah, very much contradicts representative democracy. Right, and founding fathers, if they were anything, 
they were much more interested in representative democracy that people would go to the polls and vote for the people that they wanted to yeah. represent them. Yeah. And so that the Colorado Supreme Court voted four to three as a divided court, all all Democrats, four to seven voters, right. just judges, uh, four to three decided to tell. By the way, people are forgetting it's not just Donald Trump that brought uh, an appeal to the Supreme Court. You know who else did? Mm. The Republican Party of Colorado. Oh, mm. interesting. Okay, they're saying, wait a minute. You're telling us we can't vote for our guy. Mm-hmm. Who are you to tell us we can't vote for our guy? Well, and and so you know that's why I think the Supreme Court took the case. That's why they're going to hear it on uh, February eighth. Yeah, it's going to be loaded because it may ha- it'll have an effect on every other state that tried sure. to disqualify. It, it still is trying to disqualify Donald Trump. Yeah, and I think it may have an effect on a lot of these other Trump cases. And even the use of the language insurrection. Interesting. Well, they well, they are they're trying to redefine uh, lots and lots of words. Yeah, absolutely. These days, thank you so much for thank. joining us. As always, we enjoy yeah. you so much. Great, great stuff. And I'm voting for Russell Wilson for QB. So. <laughs> I love I love that you picked up on that. Thing, <laughs> yes, there is no quarterback, <laughs> right? Thane Rosenbaum, legal analyst from CBS News. Uh, have Have a great week, and we look forward to talking to you throughout the year. Always great hearing your voices. Thank you. Thanks, Janet. It's uh, time to go to the kitchen. Let's do it. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low to keep your food bill in check. Today I'm sharing a recipe. Didn't do a lot of cooking over the past week because I've been under the weather, but I did make this and I made it for myself because I did not feel well, and it's comfort food at its best. Yes. It also got Colt to, to show up in record time. <laughs> well, he was here on Friday, so this is yeah. kind of a reward for him yeah, filling in. exactly. Him and Marco. I made uh, rice pudding mm-hmm. on Saturday. No, Sunday. I made it yesterday. Okay. Um, and I'm sharing my recipe for my baked rice pudding. It is absolutely delicious. You're going to start with two cups. I use jasmine rice. You can use any rice mm-hmm. uh, that you like. Preheat your oven to 325. You're going to grease an 8x8 eight eight baked dish. And then in a large bowl, you're going to whisk together three large eggs, three cups of whole milk. I used a cup and a half of whole milk and a okay. cup of half of coconut milk because I like the flavor that coconut milk brings to rice pudding. I got you. Then you're going to mix in three-fourths of a cup of sugar, two teaspoons of a good vanilla extract, a half a teaspoon of salt, a half a cup of golden raisins, a fourth of a teaspoon of ground nutmeg, a half a teaspoon of cinnamon, and then I dust a little cinnamon on the top at the end. Uh, You're going to mix all that together with the two cups of rice, pour it into the baked dish, Bake it uncovered for 20 minutes. Then you're going to stir it really well and then bake it an additional 20 minutes just until it's set. That's it. It's Mm. so delicious. It's delicious warm. It's delicious chilled. It's just wonderful. And people people usually either love rice pudding or they're like, meh. The golden raisins. Give me a a, a vibe on that. The the golden raisins, I just think, are, are, they're just beautiful and plump mm-hmm. and and they're i just think they're superior to regular raisins yeah. and they taste different right. i think raisins can taste kind of irony yeah you know what i'm saying that have that and the golden and raisins are just sort of beautiful cold and distant well to the, where the golden says 
Please Hello. come enjoy. Come on in. The pudding's fine. That's what it says. <laughs> find the recipe by going into Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine, and you'll find this recipe and all our recipes brought to you by FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Right there on my TV, if that's how life's supposed to be, well, somebody's lying. The camera's on and we can tell. To keep your fame, you have to yell. This tension's building, product selling. We're all buying. I hope we're smarter than these. Everybody, take a breath. Why are all your faces red? We're missing all the words you said. You don't have to yell. Draw your lines and choose your side Cause many things are worth the fight But louder doesn't make you right You don't have to yell Oh, you don't have to yell This is like one of my favorite albums yeah. ever And uh, and I listen to that song uh, quite a bit It, it, it speaks volumes mm. in the world that we live in now uh, Chris Rice and You Don't Have to Yell yeah. is the name of the song. Uh, listen to the whole thing. It, it's it's incredible. Yeah. He's such a talented oh, sure. man. Singer, songwriter, uh, artist. He's a great painter. Song. Cartoon Car- song is like one of my favorite hits. I don't remember cartoon songs. The entitled song. hymn is actually my favorite one that he does. Uh, Questions for Heaven is one of my favorites. Yeah, he does a song about the cartoon song. He does imitations of Kermit the Frog and oh, okay. other things. We used to play it on Livewire, the show I did. His, his albums. Um, I think he probably does his own album art, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. The entitled hymn is just an amazing song. Um, I I have one I have one of his albums that I literally have have worn out. Yeah, smell the color nine yeah. is what it's called. Okay, yeah. I remember Sometimes that. Try, yeah. finding you is like trying to smell the color nine mm-hmm. to, in talking about God mm-hmm. because it's very complicated. Yeah, um, every song on that album is absolutely amazing, and he will have you laughing, mm-hmm. and he'll have you thinking, and he'll have you down on your knees by mm-hmm. the time you finish that album. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, so good. Good stuff. You don't have to yell, folks. Yeah. It's my motto for, for 2024. A lot of that going on. Yeah, there is. Hey, uh, next hour, we've got lots of things to talk about, and we hope you're going to stick around and maybe even give us a call. Our numbers are toll-free, 866-916-3776. You can text us at 434-248-0704. I've also got big news for you next hour. Read your thought of the day when people are yelling. Uh, if people are doubting how far you can go, go as go further than that so you can't hear them anymore. So you might have to get a little ways away from them if you they're yelling and screaming, but get or, away or, from or them. get those noise-canceling AirPods like I got for Christmas. Oh, is that what you brought in? They're great. I know i got to get my holder so I can put them in there. <laughs>